Welcome to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast for Contractors. Get actionable advice and tactics on how to grow your home service company. Plus interviews with industry experts dropping value bombs in marketing, sales, and operations. And now, let's power up your home service biz with your host, Mark Ambrose of Battle Plan Marketing. All right. Hello, home service pros. Welcome to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast, episode number 95. Today, we're going to talk about growing your business during a recession, right? We talked about this a little bit back in episode number 18. That was a while ago. Economy was still booming. Everybody believed it. Now we're starting to get a little taste, a little feel for economic downturn possibly heading our way. What goes up must come down. We've been in an economic upturn for over a dozen years or so. It's a very long upturn and economies don't work like that. They go up, they go down. So you need to prepare your business for the down cycles. Otherwise, it could threaten your business. And quite honestly, if you're, what, 35 or younger, you probably haven't even felt yet a very bad downturn. Our last one was in, say, 06 to 2010, 2011, 2012. So a good 10 years ago was the last time we tasted a recession. And feels like she's coming our way, definitely coming our way at some point ahead. So plan ahead, get ready, prepare. And here we have 17 points that can help you prepare your business and set it up so an economic downturn does not crush you. All right. Number one, if you don't already have, get yourself a line of credit. You may need money in the future, inventory, expansion, whatever. And having it at the ready can make a big difference when you need it. So go out and get yourself a line of credit. Doesn't mean to use it right now. Just have money at the ready in case you need it. Number two, cut out your small jobs, right? So are there jobs you're going out on that you don't make money on? Take a long, hard look at which services you may want to stop providing because there just isn't money in it. We've got high fuel costs now. We've got high labor costs now. Business is very different in 2022 than it was in 2020, 2015, so on and so forth. So you have to take a strong look at where money is coming from and where money is leaking out the door. Okay, number three, concentrate marketing on ideal high margin jobs, right? So just the flip side of cutting out small jobs is what are the bigger jobs? What are the jobs you love doing? The customers are those that are great kind of customers you want. And the job is a high ticket, high margin job. Of course, we don't all get to live in that nice little luxury world of those kind of jobs only, but don't stop your marketing. That's number five, actually, point. So now you want to up your marketing on the best jobs that bring you the best kind of business, right? Number four is to track your advertising, right? We mentioned this over and over again in our podcast. You need to know what's working, what's not, right? So you can invest more in what's working and eliminate spending money on what's not working. So you use call, phone call tracking and website form tracking. Right. And if you have offline ads, radio, whatever, use a call tracking number in that in any offline ads or direct them to a landing page on your site that's customized to that marketing piece and custom thank you forms or custom forms with custom thank you page. So you can track your form submissions 
and your calls, right? We use CallRail. Maybe your CRM has uh, tracking numbers in it. However you create these tracking numbers is up to you, of course, but do not advertise without knowing what the results are. So direct response marketing, right? We want to market and then we want to measure the response. We're not PepsiCo or Coca-Cola. We're not just branding out there. We're not putting billboards with just our name out there. That is difficult to track, low ROI form of marketing, right? We're in the service business. We're small mom and pop businesses. We need to track what's succeeding, what's not, right? So that's call and form tracking, using Google app analytics to track what's working. Uh, and again, number five, don't stop marketing, right? So instead, you expand your marketing on your best performing marketing pieces and advertising, and you cut out the poor performers or you cut out the marketing of lower your least profitable services, right? Number six, go back and contact the leads that didn't convert into sales. So we are all guilty as businesses of addressing the business at hand and not doing a great job of following up on leads that came into our businesses, but didn't turn into sales right away, which is quite honestly, a good number of leads for most companies, right? Most people are not ready to buy right away. They want to be educated. So go back and contact those people. Put them in an email drip, have sales, customer service, contact those people by telephone again, send out postcard mails to those people again, right? Reestablish contact. Number seven, you need to start looking at recurring revenue, right? So if it wasn't a major focus up till now, it should be going forward. So how do you create some constant recurring revenue coming in every month? And the easiest ways to do that, or the best ways, maybe not so easy, are service agreements or VIP clubs, maintenance uh, plans, however you want to term it, getting people to pay you monthly or annually for some basic services, annual inspections, these kinds of things, annual tune-ups on their equipment or seasonal tune-ups. If you have a CRM, customer relationship management software, many of these tools can keep track of VIP or service agreement clubs for you. So they can do the heavy lifting of keeping track of subscribers and billing and when those service calls are needed, right? Another way is to target people who can feed you leads regularly, right? So we'll get into that in a little bit too. You can make recurring revenue by expanding who's marketing your services. All right. Number eight, use direct mail postcards to existing clients, right? So again, back to you can market your VIP clubs. You can market, again, service calls. Is it time for a tankless water heater descaling or water heater flush? Whatever the products that you've sold are their service times. So even if they're not on a current service agreement, maybe there are phone calls or direct mail that you could do to existing clients. Talk about specials you might offer, maybe coupons, again, seasonal or annual inspections, maintenance, those kinds of things. Number nine, try retargeting postcards to people who have visited your website, right? So this is a little bit different. It's like retargeting an online ad. You might be familiar with that, where you can send an online display ad. And we've all seen them, right? We've Googled something and then we were tracked. And we'll keep seeing ads about something we've searched for. 
So that's online retargeting. You can do offline retargeting also. There's companies out there. One that comes to mind, Modern Postcard. Some of our clients use that. We don't have any affiliation. There's others out there. So direct mail postcards that get mailed to visitors of your website. About half the people who visit your website can be identified by name and physical mailing address just through their IP address. A little creepy, (laughs) but a little good as well in the marketing space. And uh, those people have seen your website already. They've already visited you. So now getting a postcard in the mail may help some of those move forward towards contacting you for free estimates or just to do business with you. All right. Number 10, use email, right? So that is nearly free outside of your labor to get involved and the enlistment of a platform like AWeber or something. So use email, stay connected to existing clients, which we preach over and over again, right? So send out a newsletter, whether it's weekly or bi-weekly or once a month, however you want to, you have the resources to do it. Don't just sell. Talk about your town. Talk about the culture of your company. Have a place that you recommend around town in each newsletter. So people will open it up. If it's just about like a coupon for some service you offer, you're not going to get as high open rate and you may get a high unsubscribe rate. So give them information that's more than just about you and and your company and your services. Give them something about the town, maybe restaurants or whatever have you. Maybe you're interviewing local businesses. Who knows? But keep them engaged. Get them to open up the email and make them want to open up the email by providing them some useful information. In addition, of course, to making an offer of some sort, some kind of special or a coupon, or maybe it's a, you're talking about a rebate from a local utility or something like that that may be going away or just got renewed or whatever have you. Okay. So promote yourself, stay connected to the clients that you spent a lot of money acquiring and did great service for already, so on and so forth. Number 11, partnerships with related local services. So cooperative marketing, right? So this goes back to some recurring revenue ideas as well, right? So realtors come to mind. They're a good source for service companies to engage with homeowners, right? So in the plumbing world, plumbing inspections, nobody should buy a house without doing a plumbing inspection. You should go to realtor, the local realtor association, give a speech, right, about inspections for the home. Why a sewer line inspection, camera inspection should be vital before somebody buys a house. Otherwise, it gets stuck potentially with very high cost, maybe sewer line replacement. So and so why a plumbing inspection is important. Why an electrical inspection is important. Why a roofing inspection, whatever you service business you're in, go talk to realtors about why inspections are a key part of the purchase process or some other thing, why one of the services you give or the products you offer is superior and can help homeowners during either save money or the place to look better, function better, whatever it is, right? Whatever their desire is. So find a way and you can go to local meetup groups too, right? So I forget the names of BNI and so on and so forth. So go there. Everybody needs a service company, right? So everybody is your customer there. 
if they have a building, more than likely, then they need your services, right? So local meetup groups can be a excellent source of recurring revenue, recurring referral revenue, right? And with that said, referral, which I didn't even have on my list here, having establishing a referral program and then emailing your clientele past and present that you have a referral program available, what the rewards may be. There are automated systems out there can make it fun and offer gift cards from hundreds of different retailers out there, or you can keep it simple and you track it. So all different kinds of ways. But these get you into, again, marketing from within your customers, which is the least expensive way to acquire new customers, get repeat business, so on and so forth, right? And getting recurring revenue from service agreements, VIP clubs. Okay, number 12, get better at accounts receivable, right? So if you're doing any kind of commercial or industrial business, then how, and they're delaying payments, which is pretty common, how can you get paid faster, right? How is cash flow? So what can you do to improve the cash flow there? Is there a discount for a speedier payment? Talk to those accounts politically, of course, diplomatically. And how can you improve if you have some who are lagging and taking a long time to pay? What can be done about that? What can you do? Just have a conversation, open conversation. We're a small business. We need better cash flow. How can we arrive? If we give you X discount, would you pay within 30 days? That kind of thing, right? Number 13, get better at routing service calls, right? So fuel costs are crazy high right now. Everything is inflation's hitting pretty much all aspects of your business. Fuel costs are a big part of that. And so rooting your service techs is more important than ever now, right? So, and your software hopefully can help you there, your CRM. So what's the most efficient rooting for, you know, each service tech today? That should be become a part of the way you schedule out calls from here on out, right? Let's see, number 14, do it right the first time, right? Try to eliminate follow-up service calls to correct something that was missed the first time around, right? So now maybe training courses, reestablishing great culture within your company is always the best path to business, no matter what economic cycle we're in. But in a downturn, it's even more important, right? So what can be done? So which ties me into number 15, right? Improve your services from phone calls to service techs to billing, right? How can that process be improved for the customer first and foremost so they have a better experience? And at the same time, how do you make that process more efficient and less costly? And ask everybody on your team, from your customer service reps to the service techs, inventory in the warehouse, on the trucks, this entire process, map it out. And what are their ideas to make it more streamlined, more efficient, a better experience for the customers? Ask your customers, survey your past customers. What could we have done to make the process even more exceptional for you? Any ideas? And then and give away some kind of reward for people who contribute feedback, right? Make it a fun and enjoyable thing is another way to stay connected to your existing customers, get them engaged, 
and get some feedback from them potentially, right? So improve the process and reduce costs, make it an exceptional process. It's extremely vital and crucial to surviving a recession is being exceptional. Number 16, examine your staff, right? Is, is there anyone on the team who is toxic and complaining all the time? Maybe you were putting up with it because you were busy or because they were bringing in numbers, which is always dangerous, right? Quite often the salespeople who are the best performers are often also sometimes the most toxic on your team, right? You don't want that. So are there people on your team who are not producing to their capabilities? Is anyone toxic? And is that your fault? Is that your training or lack thereof? Can you improve your training? How do you improve your culture within the company, right? What do you stand for? What's your quality, your vision statement? Do you have operating procedures, standard procedures in place for all things, all processes in your company? And again, can they be improved? Get the feedback. But are there any people who are not performing to your expectations, to your requirements, to the customer's satisfaction? Do you have any employees who customers have commented on in a negative way and vice versa, those who are great, right? Are there employees that you need to let go? And would it benefit you to let go of a person and then taking that funds and investing in either more pay for existing employees or somewhere in that process, improving your processes along the way? Right. Number 17, ask your vendors for better pricing. Right. Say, hey, things are getting tough. Inflation's hitting everything. We understand. But let's meet somewhere in the middle here. What high volume products can we get some better pricing on? Right. Or discounts for early payments. Or can I get better payment terms? Can I pay in 45 days instead of 30 or 60 days? Right. So it's the opposite of your accounts receivable, your accounts payable. How do you delay the payment? How do you make the payment smaller? Right. Again, discounts on volume, so on and so forth. So in summary, recessions are real. Economic cycles are real. Nothing goes up forever. And in downturns, you really have to make everything super efficient, really concentrate on your best services your best customer type, and really focus in on making your customer experience truly exceptional, right? And get your pricing. I guess I I didn't even have that in there. So that's in most of our podcast episodes as well, is getting your pricing correct, right? So work with your CPA, work with your bookkeeper, find where you are losing money, where your prices are not correct. You don't have all your expenses wrapped in there. You don't have your salary wrapped in there. Who knows? You don't have your profit wrapped into your prices. So get your pricing right. Time to bat in the hatches and be ready for the economic storm that may be coming our way here. We can already feel bits and pieces of it. Okay. And again, we talked about it back in episode number 18. So you may want to go back and listen to that one too. Find other online resources to help you fine tune your business for every and any economic cycle. All right. I hope that helps some of you. Thanks for sharing your time and attention with us today. 
you like what you heard, please rate, review, subscribe to our podcast so you get notified of future episodes. Feel free to share this episode on your social channels. Good luck out there and create a great day. Thanks for listening to the Battle Plan Marketing Podcast. To power up your home service business, for show notes, visit battleplanmarketing slash podcast. If you enjoyed our show, please share it on social. Until next time.